What's up, friends? Welcome to Such a Time as This. Every other week, we share an honest, insightful conversation to empower you to step into God's calling in your life. I'm your host, Katherine Henry. Now let's get to today's show. Welcome back to Such a Time as This. I'm here again with Mara Smith. Hello! Hey, Mara. We're going to get to know you a little bit more this time around, so can you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and the season of life you're in right now? Well, my name's Mara Smith. We already kind of talked about that. Um, (laughs) I am going to be a senior at the University of Iowa. I was recently elected the student body vice president, so that's exciting. Big time. yeah, it's kind of my big season right now is finishing college, um, serving students, sort of thing like that. Um, yeah, I don't really know what else to share about myself. And you're majoring in? Oh, my major is therapeutic recreation with a minor in human relations in a certificate in disability studies. That's a lot. Yeah, so lots of things happening. Yes. Um, I'm from West Des Moines, Iowa, which is exciting, I guess. So what was your um, church life like growing up? Um, Well, I went to Lutheran Church of Hope. I have gone to Lutheran Church of Hope my entire life. I went to preschool there. I went to what is now Hope Kids, what used to be KQ um, Mm -hmm. my whole life. Um, Went to Power Life, got confirmed, went to Ignition through high school, now we do Kairos in Iowa City. Yeah. So hope has been a part of my life for the whole time I've been alive. So it's a big part of who I am. My parents have been super involved um, at Hope. Um, and they've been in the same small group since Hope started doing small groups. Um, yeah, it's a big part of who I am, I would say. Yeah, what do you think, because I'm with you that I just love hope and the atmosphere and the Christ-centered way they approach ministry, so what do you think it is about hope that draws so many people in? I think hope does a really good job of of being a come-as-you-are church Mm -hmm. um, and a sort of no-judgment zone kind of church. Um, I grew up hearing the message that you're on earth to love people and love all people regardless of what else is going on in their life um and it's not your job to judge anybody um and I think that is really appealing to a lot of people that and church can be really intimidating in the sense that you think you might be getting roped into something that is going to make you feel bad about yourself Mm -hmm. or bad about something you've done in your past um but I think hope does a really good job of being like we don't care what you've done we don't care what you do come as you are and we'll take you with open arms and I think that is really cool oh totally and for those of you who don't know me and Mara actually met um getting confirmed together at Hope through Power Life which is crazy yeah it kind of has been pretty full circle because we met in seventh or eighth grade and then we didn't talk to each other until college yeah And we'll get into that a little bit more, but the general question of this podcast is, when is a time you stepped into God's calling on your life? Yeah, so um, this is kind of like the whole thing we're going to talk about, but I think the biggest time I've stepped into God's calling was when we decided together that we should, well, start what was Hope for Hawks and is now Kairos, Iowa City. 
Yeah, it's a big deal. So we're going to, we thought it would just be fun to like break down how we started our student ministry and just where we are with it today because it's on, it was probably two and a half years in the making to where we are now. So yeah, I'm excited to get into it. So I'm going to start just by saying that if you are, you are at a college where you feel like there isn't a ministry you feel comfortable or at home at, I really want to encourage you just to like make your own ministry. Be the church. Yeah, exactly. Like church isn't a place you go, it's the people you're with. So if there's a piece of you, you're at a small college and you're like, I don't really know, this, I didn't click with this group, whatever, make a ministry and God is, and the Holy Spirit will enter wherever you guys meet. It doesn't matter. So that's kind of the space me and Mara were in coming into college. Um, and nothing against the ministries at Iowa. They're, they just, for me at least, it, they just didn't talk about Jesus the way I knew him growing up at Hope. Um, so I really felt, and I don't know about you, Mara, but I kind of felt the sense of uneasiness about it because I wasn't involved in a ministry. Yeah, I totally felt that. Freshman year coming in, I was really excited to, well, one of my fr- my very good friends who also went to Hope, she um, invited me to go with her to like this other student ministry kickoff, and it was cool, and then I wanted to get involved with that. And then as I like started to explore it, it was just not what I thought it was going to be. It was not an environment that I felt comfortable in. Um, and so then I just kind of stopped. Um, every once in a while I would like live stream hope if my mom told me like oh did you like watch the sermon this weekend like I'd be like oh like I'll do it later um so yeah and then so that was most of that was all of freshman year um that I did that and then summer after freshman year I had like I went through like a really hard breakup and then sophomore year I came back and I was like I don't know what to do with myself like Mm -hmm. I am lost and I don't know where to go, I don't know what to do, and it was, like, a really, really hard time for me, and then that's when you kind of, like, fell into my lap, and that was <laughs> a really good, it was really good timing for me um, that that all happened, because I was, like, having a really hard time, and then, because I was, like, I don't know what to do, and then it was definitely a time when God was, like, hey! Hello, I'm over here! Yeah, I totally get that, and I was in the same space. I thought the transition transition to Iowa would be super easy just because I came from a really large high school and when I got to college it was so much harder than I thought it would be and I like immersed myself in sorority and school and I kind of put God on the back burner and I just felt the sense of uneasiness and I started thinking like maybe God's calling me to do something well I didn't have the language for that at the time because (laughs) yeah but (laughs) And then I just started thinking, I'm like, wow, like, how could I even make this happen? Um, And so I ran into Mara in between classes. Um, I was in a dance class, and I think you were in a yoga class. Um, Mm -hmm. But I ran into her, and then we kind of started talking. We were both kind of in the same space. And I was like, well, maybe we should just start something up. Like, me and Livestream Hope Services, and you were just really on board. So what happened after that? Yeah, so I remember we talked that day, and then you called me that night. Oh, I did. <laughs> this. Well, I didn't answer at first, and then you texted me, and I was like, Cat who? Because like, I always have known you as Catherine, oh, which yeah. is not an important part oh, of your yeah. story, but I was like, who is calling me? And then I was like, oh my gosh, we just talked earlier today. Um, and then we, I don't remember when in the story Mark Brandt becomes involved, but <laughs> at some point we 
Okay, we started meeting in the IMU, and then spring break, I remember we had a meeting with Mark about what we were going to do, and, oh, maybe it was winter break. It, it was winter, winter break before Hope for Hawks started, so... Yeah, we started yeah, and Mark Brandt, for those of you who are unfamiliar with Hope, he's like the digital outreach minister, so he deals with all the local sites, Hope local sites, and we just really thought he would help us um, get off the ground. So yeah, we met with him over winter break. This was December 2018, which is wild. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, so we met with him, and he was like, I definitely think this is something you guys should do. Um, but we didn't want to jump in right away and make it Kairos, just because we wanted to get a feel of like... Is this even possible? Would students at Iowa be interested? There's so many other well-established ministries. And yeah, we just started meeting after winter break with a group of how many of us? The first few times there was like, I think like the most we ever had was like 13, I think. Oh. And then it like very quickly dwindled into me, you, and maybe one other person per week. Mm-hmm. Which was kind of discouraging, especially since the first week we had so many we had like 13 but still we were <laughs> so, so excited and then as the year that spring progressed we yeah we didn't have more than four um so i think that was really hard but i think it also pushed us to realize okay maybe we need to take this a step further um, exactly. so we met with mark again after spring and me and you went to all the work of making the constitution for Kairos, because to become an official student organization, you have to make a constitution, you have to elect um, officials, we needed a president, a treasurer, a vice president, and we talked to Danny Householder, who is the Kairos um, minister in Ames, um, which is where the ministry started. So, from there, I'm trying to think. Um, well, after we, like, be became a student org, um, it, we kind of, over the summer, it was just, like, preparing for, like, the student org fair and preparing for the fall, and then just hoping that some people would show up when we actually started, because I think my biggest fear was that we were going to go through all this work, and we were going to do all this stuff, and then it was just going to be the four of us <laughs> hanging out at the Iowa City Rec Center. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's actually really... It's such a God thing because we needed a space to meet regularly on Wednesday nights. Um, that was close to campus. And it just so happened that our local site was going to start meeting at this rec center that's like right on campus, like probably a block or two away from the Pentecrest. And they were available on Wednesday nights. So we got that space pretty much right in the fall, ready to go. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, what Mara said, we spent the summer compiling our email list, which was like 100, I want to say. Yeah, I think around 90 to 100-ish. Mm -hmm. And then I think the, the scary thing was that Mark was like, you should expect maybe a third of the people you're emailing to show up. And we were like, okay, so like 30 people is so many more than what we're usually expecting. Like, that's going to be great. Mm -hmm. And then I think on my end, I was still nervous. I was like, what if it's only like 10 people or what not? <laughs> and then I was freaking out. But then it ended up being way way more than we were expecting and we were in this tiny tiny room which was crazy yeah but. i really remember just praying before and we we don't do this for the numbers we don't do this so we can get as many people as we can like grow the whole thing about ministry is becoming deeper and wider so not just wider in the sense more people but deeper in that the people who are coming 
are growing in their faith and they're learning more about God and want to grow in their relationship with him. Um, exactly. So I think also we, because we both knew our experiences, we wanted so many, we wanted a lot of people to show up because we didn't want a lot of people to have to go through what we went through. Mm-hmm. I think that was our big goal. Yeah, especially for the incoming freshmen, like, me and Mara talked about this, but if I had the community I have now coming in as a freshman, I think my freshman year would have gone so much differently. Exactly. So, yeah, I distinctly remember praying that night before, and we were like, Lord, whatever you have for us, like, we'll take it, let's just do this thing, and we met in that really small room, and it just started piling up and we're like, okay, we hit 30. And we were like, this is good. This is good. And then they kept coming in. And then we started announcements like five minutes after. And there are people in the doorway, like peeking in the room because there wasn't enough room. Yeah. That was like such a cool night because we, we were both sitting in the front of the room. And then by the time that sermon was over and we stood up and looked like the room had like doubled in size of the amount of people that were there. And we didn't even know it was happening because we were sitting in the front, but Mm -hmm. it was so, so cool. Um, those first few weeks to be like, because after I think maybe three or four weeks, we moved from the small room to like a bigger room. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was, it was like cool to like have to be packed into this tiny room because it just showed how many people were there and it was kind of fun um Mm -hmm. also very warm yes it was good to be in the other room after that but yeah those first few weeks were super cool that we could tell like that we were like actually doing something that was making a difference for people yeah and I remember Christy Stover one of our volunteers she was sitting in the back with her husband and she was recording us singing during worship and I remember watching that back and just getting chills because in that small room, there were so many voices and so many students who just looked so almost relieved to be there. And that's when I knew, like, God really did choose to use us. And I don't quite why know why he chose us, but he did. And I'm grateful he did. So, yeah, after that, we moved to a bigger space. We started getting more um, decorations, decor, I would say. We got some fun lights and kind of ramped up the... Um, what's the word? Ambiance? The, the ambiance. <laughs> we, we did ramp up the ambiance of the room. <laughs> now we have purple lights that we could turn on, which was very exciting change. Yeah, so once we moved to the new room, what do you think? Because as the semester progressed, we started seeing the same people coming each week and staying before and after. So what did you think about all that? I thought that it was to be able to like establish a community it wasn't just like oh I'm going to Kairos like I'm gonna go and I'm gonna leave there was like people like oh I'm gonna go to Kairos and I'm gonna see this person and like this is like the time during the week that we hang out and like we see each other and like that was really cool to like establish that or like when we started when we had the Thanksgiving potluck like that was super cool because we got to see like just like more of that community building and when we started small groups like more community building um yeah I think that was like the coolest part of like as it went on like that it just became more of like a group instead of like individuals hanging out in the same room Mm -hmm. totally and it was so cool for me to see all the freshmen just like getting so jazzed about the whole thing they would come like 30 minutes early stay like 30 minutes after just want to help out talk and later on, when me and Mara realized we can't do everything ourselves, especially me, 
um, <laughs> we brought up some of those younger leaders. And so I think that's a really another important thing about starting a ministry for anybody listening. Like, just raise up those leaders. Like, it's not, especially this year I learned, like, it's not about me. It's not about Mara. It's about the community and the community we're building in this Christ-centered environment. So, like, build up those leaders, especially mm-hmm. the younger kids, because guess what? They're going to be older kids soon. <laughs> right. They are what you're leaving behind when you go, and you need to make sure that you're leaving your legacy in good hands. Yes. Um, and, yeah, that was super cool. And I think another fun thing was, like, driving the freshmen home from Kairos, <laughs> like, just talking to them, getting to know them. Because without Kairos, I wouldn't, I would not have reached out to a freshman to mm-hmm. hang out with me. Um, and But now, like, like Ashlyn and Peyton and all of those girls, like, they're, like, so cool. Mm-hmm. And, like, they're fun and, like, they're taking on leadership roles next year. And it's so cool. Yeah, God is definitely calling up the next generation. And that has just been, like, so cool to see and also just because you're older doesn't mean you can't learn from younger students like I in the small groups especially like every once in a while there would be a student a younger student who would say something and I would just be like wow like you're preaching to me right now thank you so that's just been so cool so for people who don't really know like what our worship services kind of look like can you explain and especially like in Iowa City what does worship look like yeah, so we don't actually have live, like a live sermon. We live stream it from Kairos in Ames, which is really cool that we get to do that because it also builds like a relationship between us and uh, the other group of Kairos students, which mm-hmm. is super cool. Um, so we go to the rec center and we set up all the chairs and you try not to break a vase when you're putting out the flowers, which <laughs> I did, before, but it's okay. We forgive you. Um, but yeah we just the leadership and like people that decided to volunteer um come and we set everything up and then we once a month we would do or once a month or so we would do live worship which was super cool that we have so many talented people involved in kairos that we could have live worship um and so we would just worship and watch the sermon and then have snacks afterwards yeah builder because college kids love free food mm-hmm. um and then like you said like people would just hang out afterwards and help us clean up which was so helpful because putting away those chairs is not fun <laughs> um and if there's like 20 people there and everybody picks up three or four it goes by so quickly oh yeah uh, but yeah like every week we just kind of set up and it was interesting because we don't have like a space that is hours we share it with the whole iowa city community yeah so like a it kairos exists in this like bubble sort of thing like we're there on wednesday nights and then we clear out and at nine o'clock you wouldn't even know we were there Mm -hmm. it's pretty it's pretty cool actually that that's the way it exists yeah and i think too a lot of people are like you live stream isn't that weird like does it not feel like an actual sermon and honestly it doesn't feel weird at all no, it doesn't at all. Like, I think it, like, feels like everybody's zoned in on what you're doing. And it's, it, I could understand why from, like, an outside perspective, if you've never, like, experienced something like that, why it would seem, like, odd. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while, we did have people come in and, like, preach. Like, you preached a few times. Mark came. Um, Danny came to Iowa City one time. That was super cool. 
but yeah and I think next year because this was our that's the other thing like this is our first year and there's so much room for growth and Mm -hmm. like next year's leadership team I already know that they're going to be so amazing and they are so inspired um and they're going to do so many great things and I'm so excited to see what they do yeah, I think it's cool because at the time God called us to start this ministry, I don't think I knew it was him. I honestly thought it was me. And now looking back, I'm like, oh, you silly girl. Like, that wasn't <laughs> you. And it's so cool to see, like, God moving in the next group of students. And, like, it'll be crazy. Like, say we're, like, I don't know, 30. And we're looking back and Kairos is still happening in Iowa City. And, like, that's just crazy to me. Yeah, it's so cool that we have this, like, thing that we can be, like, look what we did and look where it is, like, being able to look back and be, like, look at where this thing is now. And that's so awesome that it's grown to this crazy thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. It's been a blast. So I am so grateful for you, sister. And I'm thankful you said yes to me and decided to call me back that day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm grateful that we crossed paths in Halsey that one day. Yes. Look where we are now. Still nerds. <laughs> uh, okay, so we're going to get into some fun wrap-up questions um, to get to know you a little bit more. So what is the last book you read? Um, I just finished reading, um, I don't know if it's called The Moment of Lift or A Moment of Lift. Oh, by Melinda Gates? Yes, yes, yes. Um, it's a really good book about empowering women and she I think she's Catholic but she talks about like her faith and how that impacts her like um philanthropic work and all the work she's done all over the world and very it's very good book oh gotta read it cool what is your Enneagram number I am a seven Ooh, sevens I don't know if I told you this before but sevens kind of freak me out (laughs) not no like listen I'm a one, so I'm very, like, schedule planner oriented, and sevens just, like, fly by the seat of their pants, which I, like, admire, but also, like, when I'm around them, I don't know what they're going to say or do, so I just kind of, like, get really nervous. Yeah. That's, I think that's why we make a good team, me and you. Yeah, we balance each other out. Yeah, we very much balance each other out, but I that also reminds me of how the other day you texted me, and I had to set a reminder on my phone to text you back. Yeah, because... Um. Mara, she doesn't do it, like, maliciously, but sometimes I'll text her, and she just, like, won't respond. I'm like, is she okay? Like, is she still alive? Well, because a lot of times, you'll text me while I'm doing something else, I'm like, oh yeah, I gotta do that, and then it's gone. (laughs) Don't think about it anymore. Oh man, I love you. Okay, (laughs) what is your favorite movie? Um, favorite movie, that's a hard one. I'm not a huge watcher of things, um, but I really like... Well, last night I watched Midsummer. That was really good. Um, I really like The Parent Trap with Lindsay Lohan. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's, like, one of the movies that I watched a lot as a kid, just, like, over and over again for no reason. Mm-hmm. Um, Speaking of that, have do you remember Freaky Friday? Yes. Weird movie. <laughs> yes. So good, though. Or, it's Lindsay Lohan. Or, um, what was the other one she was in? Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. Did oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> And I think if I watched it now, I would be concerned by it. But yeah, <laughs> another one of those just movies that you just accepted as a kid. Yep. Lindsay Lohan marathon soon. <laughs> Who or what inspires you? Um, I am very inspired by people 
pursuing the things they're passionate about. Um, I think that like encourages me a lot to like work on my passion projects or just like be productive in whatever that is that I'm working on that day. Um, I think seeing other people like have like a fire lit under them and like just really work hard at something is really, really cool. And that makes me want to do that. And then in terms of like people, um, I try to surround myself with like people who are like super strong and like my parents have like always raised me to like be a strong woman and stuff like that. So like they're really inspiring in that way. And then also like my best friend, Sarah Henry, she's super inspiring. Um, and I'm not related to her. No, different Henry. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, just like, yeah, people that are strong, generally really inspiring to me. Well, that's funny you say that because I feel like you're one of the strongest people I know. So my goodness, that's such a sweet thing to say. (laughs) Well, it's true. Just loving (laughs) on you. Okay. What is something most people don't know about you? Um, well, I really, really love to bake and freshman year I almost dropped I wasn't actually gonna drop out but like I really wanted to drop out and go to pastry school and I said no (laughs) I could see it though that's something people don't know about me it's just kind of a fun hobby now (laughs) do you think you would ever go to pastry school if you could Um, maybe um I think it would probably end up being something like I would get a job working in therapeutic rec in, like, a hospital at, like, nighttime or something, and if I really wanted to, I could go to pastry school during the day. Mm. Um, sort of thing like that, if that's what I decided to do, but maybe someday down the line if it, the cards are right. Yeah, what's your favorite thing to bake? Um, well, I, my birthday, got a pound of yeast, which <laughs> is an insane amount of yeast, um, and so I've been really into breads and bagels and I found a really good soft pretzel recipe so things like that right now yeah have you made sourdough before I want to try I made it one time a while ago and it wasn't very good but I want to to make good sourdough you have to get like sourdough starter Mm. which like you have to get from like a bakery or make yourself but it takes a long time and Mm. So really, I just need to, like, call a bakery and see if they'll give me a little bit of it, but we'll see if I get around to it. I don't really have anything else going on right now, so. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes, you do. You had 31, Mara, guys, had 31 Zoom meetings this week alone. (laughs) Well, maybe next week I won't have as many meetings and I can get some sourdough starter. You should (laughs) tell them that. Tell them, I can't do any meetings this week. I have important business to bake sourdough. (laughs) I'll say, if you don't give me the sourdough, then I'll have to attend my meetings, and then I'll be sad, so (laughs) you should give it to me. I love it. Um, So, as we're closing today, where can people find you if they're inspired by you or want to learn more about all the many things you're involved in? Where can people find you? Uh, The easiest place to find me would be on Instagram, and my Instagram is at Mara Ashford, Ashford being my middle name. Um, Yeah. (laughs) cool well thanks again for coming on Mara you're just great and I love you sister I love you too thanks for having me